welcome to another episode of the Hero in Progress podcast. Today is a little bit of a solo mission. Uh, there is no guest in this episode. It is just myself and you, the listener. And today I would like to actually share with you a story I came across. I want to say I came across this probably about maybe two months ago. And it was during a period where I was researching a lot about the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell and a lot of his work. And anyways, uh, this story takes place on a cold morning in 1955, where an old monk cleaned the temple where he lived and sat down to pray. Inside the temple, there was a large statue of the Buddha made all in clay. And as the monk sat at the feet of the Buddha and began to pray, there was a knock at the door. So the monk answers the door and standing there is a group of government officials and they tell him that the temple would be demolished and they would be moving the clay statue to another part of the city. The monk was shocked. He had been praying there for as long as he could remember, and it was the only home that he knew. This temple had existed for centuries, and now it would be demolished. So the officials explained that a national highway was to be constructed, and it was going to go right through this temple. And so a crane was brought, and the statue was lifted from there and relocated. In the statue's journey, it suffered from cracks and damage, which broke the old monk's heart. And he couldn't even sleep that night. So with a torch in hand and tears in his eyes, he began inspecting the statue. Soon, he realized that it was sparkling wherever there was a crack. Something shiny was emanating out from every single crack. Curiosity got the better of him, and with chisel and hammer in hand, he began to chip away at the cracks. Bits and pieces of clay fell off, followed by even larger chunks, and in a few moments, the old clay statue was no more, and in its place was a magnificent gold statue, a golden Buddha. The old monk could not believe what he saw as his eyes welled up with tears of joy, and he sobbed like a child in amazement. The next morning, the whole city came to look upon this golden statue and wondered, how did this transformation happen? Soon, experts began to study the mystery, and they discovered that it was never a clay statue at all. I mean, of course, it had been gold for hundreds of years. They discovered that sometime in the 18th century, Burmese invaders had attacked Thailand, and they massacred the people and looted all of the gold. But... The monks of the temple thought of a way to protect the golden statue of the Buddha. Before the invaders arrived, the monks plastered the statue with rocks and clay so that when the invaders saw this statue of clay, they would ignore it as it had no value to them. So today, apparently in Thailand, visitors are able to visit the temple of the golden Buddha and wonder at the largest statue of the Buddha, a statue that is pure gold, not gilded. Which brings me to this. What is the message of this story? What does this, this story mean for us? And again, I first came across a story researching about the hero's journey, and immediately I felt a strong connection to this meaning and, and really to what many people call the authentic or highest self 
a, a self I fondly like to call the heroic self. The message here is that each of us are golden by nature. We're born golden. We are born knowing. We are born connected to our bliss. And we are born knowing truth. But over the course of our our programmed and conditioned lives, we, we, we've developed a case of stone over our purest self and forgot that we were once golden. And then usually something comes along that cracks our casing, a, a tragedy, an injury, a divorce, a loss of job or finances. And only in that moment of knocking off the clay do we realize, and in that moment that we see our gold, the armor that you have protected yourself with will never satisfy you again. This, this cracking of oneself, this moment of realization, this need to change from within is your seat of consciousness telling you that it's time to begin your inner hero's journey. And you've heard me reference this often as the call to adventure, which is the significant moment in the hero's journey. And it's this moment that you enter the true hero's adventure and all you want to do for the rest of your life is pick away at the stone because pining for your gold is so much more fun. There are so many things in life that build this clay armor around us that snuff out our shining brilliance. So take a look at your life. Where do you find yourself doing things that maybe contribute to chipping away at your rock? What things are holding you back, keeping you encased in stone? Often it is your own doing, your own self-limiting beliefs or unconscious conditioning. And many of these we aren't even consciously aware of. I mean, these are things that happened to us maybe in our childhood that shut us down or closed us off. And the other layers of clay are added by the external world. Parents, teachers, bosses, society, the media, governments, opinions we never really adopted on our own, but were passed down to us, enforced upon us by others. On a deeper level, the clay was built by the things, the people who betrayed our trust. Moments that maybe made you question your true self, because someone told you that you were too weird, too different. And oftentimes in life, you may have found yourself e even sharing some of your brilliance with a, a similar excitement of the kid that you once were, but then someone is quick to knock your idea down or mock you for thinking outside of the box. And so you cower back. Fearful of the change inside, you can feel happening. The change that you know needs to happen. I've spoken a lot about fear on this show because fear is one of two emotions that fuels most, if not all, of our, well, poorest decisions. And it's the feeling that not only keeps us from truly expressing who we are, all of our you know, our internal bumps, bruises, warts, and imperfections, but it's also the emotion that creates division. When we're fearful, we project those fears onto others. Unwittingly, subconsciously, we want to drag others down into the depths of our own fears. It feels safer. And fear is the result of so much hurt that we have faced in our lives. And the result is that fear argues, 
fear lashes out, fear judges, condemns, it compares. And all these fears, both internal and external, are what keep you from being your heroic self. Fears keep you from sharing with the world who you really are and not some carbon copy of someone else or a manufactured version that you think other people want you to be or need you to be. And I think that's a really important point, actually, is, is, is in the cases where they need you to be. Uh, because sometimes you stepping into your superpowers requires others around you to change. And that scares the shit out of them. But the world needs more of us to see this golden Buddha inside. And it's what will unite you with your, uh, if you want to call it your, you know, your higher self and connect you deeply with others who are unafraid to share their own gold with you. A great quote I, I recently heard um, that was said uh, was, go beyond what we perceive as the limits of our possibility. And the seeds for these limitless possibilities lie deep within ourselves. They're locked away inside of our deepest consciousness, which is, in, which is why we connect so strongly with story and the journey of its characters. They strike a deep chord inside as we relate to them on a soul level. These stories and myths really truly are a mirror of our own internal journey. Myths are the narrative of our psyche. They are the metaphors for our lives. And these stories are in and of themselves a calling to us, a metaphor for our own transformation process. I mean, haven't you ever watched a movie and by the end felt this deep desire to accomplish something, live a more fulfilling life, conquer your fears. I always love those moments in cinema and I've, I've always felt that way since I was a little kid. And you know the moment, it's usually when the hero rises above his own fears or he conquers the bad guy, the music swells up uh, and, and there's, you just feel it from inside of you, this, this connection to that character, this connection to that emotion. And you relate to the inner transformation that that character is experiencing. So the next question is, how do we begin this transformation? And today I want to go and dive in. I want to give you a list of just five things to help you remove this armor of clay that might be hiding your golden heroic self. And we need to start chipping away at that clay. Uh, use the right superpowers to knock them, to knock off that cocoon, keeping you from revealing that, that phoenix inside of you that wants to rise up. And keep in mind, as we talk about this as well, it's an interesting thing from my own experience in life is that many times I've chipped away that clay and revealed a lot of my, my inner gold, a lot of my gold. And then oftentimes I can get sidetracked and life gets in the way or I become fearful again. And all of a sudden that clay and that stone starts to come back and I start to rebuild that armor around me to protect myself. So keep in mind just that once you've removed that clay or most of that clay, if you get there, you're, you're, you're not invincible to reverting back to being that person that is more protective and that has that clay around you. So the, the first superpower in removing these defenses, this is number five, <clears throat> this is number five, is assessing your habits. And I believe everything starts with the little things you do each day, both mindless and mindful 
you know, those often mindless things that we do without even thinking. So uh, take a look at one day in your life and start to become aware of those habits that are keeping you trapped in your current identity and those that might be guiding you to your best self. And I want you to be honest and real with yourself and find ways to slowly remove the habits that are holding you back and adopt the heroic habits that will lead you towards a healthier and more holistic life. And I cannot recommend this book enough. I'm already on my second pass of this book. Uh, It's a book written by James Clear, and it is called Atomic Habits. And if you want a simple approach to changing habits, this is the book for you. Uh, That being said, I also plan on doing an episode in the future uh, on the topic of heroic habits and how you can adopt them into your life. And it really is about choosing the ones that work for you. And James Clear, he talks a lot in his book about things like habit stacking and creating an environment where your cues are more appropriate to the habits that you want to uh, work on. So again, awesome book. If you get a chance, check it out. Again, I'm on my second pass of it. And I use a lot of it in a lot of my, with my clients and a lot of my coaching. So let's go on to number two. So the second way to chip away at your armor is meditation. And there's no shortage of meditation resources out there. And many of my, my guests and I have shared our thoughts on the power of, of breath work uh, and meditation. Meditation can be a way to connect with that golden Buddha inside and listen closely to those self-limiting beliefs and distractions that are stopping you from being who you were meant to be. And sometimes sitting in silence, it, it can kind of create this, this frustration sometimes and even anger about whether you're doing the meditation right or just simply your mind is, is so quick, that monkey mind is going so fast that you get frustrated. And sometimes it, 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 again, it even turns into anger. But I want you, if you are meditating and that does happen, go with that. Meditation is a great tool for understanding our emotions as they come up and also where they're coming from. And when you practice that in your own meditation, over time, it will translate into your life you'll be a little less quick to just simply react to things that are happening with you. You'll be able to kind of assess a situation, uh, you'll be able to assess a situation a little bit more clearly with a clear mind and you won't be so quick to react with, with just emotions or being triggered. So if you're in meditation, you're feeling angry, kind of go with that. Where is that coming from? Why are those feelings coming up? Really, really, really important. Because it's really meditation is, is a forced stop of your life. And in a world that is so hectic, it's great because meditation forces you to sit with all your insecurities, fears, and doubts. And it's not always pretty. But I don't want you to run away or use that excuse that, oh, meditation is not for me. Because what's happening is... That is your innermost cave. It's the place where your inner villain might be holding your higher heroic self hostage. And keep in mind, like meditation doesn't have to be perfect. This is the hard work, the courageous work that really requires you to get a little ugly. Just keep in mind that again, meditation does not have to be perfect. 
And sitting in silence with yourself is one of the most challenging things to do in our times. With so much distraction and so many things in the world that are out there to pull us off track, it's tough. If I miss some time doing meditation, because I fall off the, the meditation wagon sometimes, it's tough. It is a muscle and it's difficult when you go back and try it again. And some of those old old feelings come back up and you're like, oh my God, I thought I dealt with this shit. Why is it coming back up? That's life. Some of that stuff is so deeply rooted inside of us. It's hard, it's hard to let it go forever. So moving on, we're going to go into the, the third way to knock off that clay armor. And that is to perform, I like this one a lot, but that is to perform acts of service. So finding ways to be selfless and help others without any expectation whatsoever. And a lot of times this in itself is a challenge because when we do something for somebody, we do tend to subconsciously seek some sort of recognition or return for the good deeds we do, or even just some sort of like acknowledgement, like, oh, wow, you're, you're such an amazing person. Um, you know, and I think in today's world, a lot of it is called virtue signaling, right? You see it on Facebook where somebody like posts something great or amazing that they've done for somebody. But I want you to try and do something unexpected and nice for someone, but don't share it with anyone. Don't even tell the person that you are closest to you. Keep it to yourself. Uh, I mean, sometimes too, it can be really beneficial to share with others in order to inspire them. But I just want you to really check in with yourself to make sure that you're not coming from that place of, look at what I did. True selfless acts do not require you to, to share it with the world. It's just something that you do, like brushing your teeth. Like it's, it's, an, it's just a thing that you don't need to share it. So really be careful when you perform an act of kindness or an act of service that you are coming from a true place of selflessness. Okay. So this also brings me now, this brings me now to the next clay removing tool. Um, this is number, what are we on now? I think I got my numbers all goofed up here. Number five, number four, I called it number two, sorry. So it was five, then four. So this would be uh, number three, I think. Oh my God, I'm confusing myself as we go. Um, so the next one is self-awareness and just having the aim to be super aware of yourself, what you say, why you say it, what you do, how you do it, why you do it. Start checking in with yourself constantly and make sure you're not acting or reacting from some older wound, fear, or some unconscious hurt that needs to be healed. It's kind of like that old saying, think before you speak. So don't react. Honestly, I'll, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Uh, in my opinion, self-awareness is the greatest superpower that you can possess. Because becoming aware of your own bullshit and selfish fuckery, that's what I'm going to call it, is, is, is that's what will truly help you on your hero's journey. It's learning those things about yourself. And I don't, I sometimes feel like our personalities get very rigid and very set and unopen. And I just want you to really start paying attention to 
how you feel, how certain things make you feel. Why do you want to lash out? Why do you want to react this way? Um, and just start to pay really close attention to what is going on inside of you at all times. And, and self-awareness is huge. And again, meditation is a tool that will help you to become even more self-aware. And now we move on to the last and final way to remove that armor covering your heroic self. And that is learn and surround yourself with others on a similar path. And this can include not only people you know, but authors, podcast hosts, motivational speakers, anyone who inspires you to be the best version of yourself. And this can even include fictional characters and the stories of the cinema. I think it's important, and you don't necessarily have to cut out everybody in your life that is not on your frequency. I, I've heard a lot of that in um, in the coaching realm, and I think that in some situations, if someone is that toxic in your life, you really do need to consider removing them. But oftentimes, you're you're not going to change everybody's viewpoint to suit your own, and nor should you try. So I think it's just being aware of the energy that you are surrounding yourself with and being more conscious of that and and spending time or or learning from those who are on that same journey as you to try and be the 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 best human being that they they can possibly be right so um again so we've got um just in a quick review we had assessing your habits that was that was number 1 we had meditation which was uh number 2 Uh, The third one was acts of service. Then it was self-awareness. And then finally, it was surround yourself with others that are on a similar path. So these are kind of like just the five ways you can kind of chip away at that inner armor, chip away at that, that clay and challenge yourself every day to be better. I think, and I struggle with this so much. Some days I feel like, uh, you know, a character from um, The Walking Dead, right? Like, I just feel like a zombie in life. And I want to shut off. There's so much going on around me. I want to close off. But it, it, it's so important that we try to bounce back from those feelings and we stay really aware and, and we really focus on taking those steps forward to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. So just ask yourself, have you covered your inner gold with negative thinking or poor self-image? Have you completely forgotten there's a golden Buddha inside you? And remember, it's waiting for you to release it from the clay that has kept it imprisoned for so long. So I encourage you, one little step at a time, a Bob Wiley baby step at a time, let go of the fear, let go of the doubt, let go of the guilt, let go of the mistakes you have made in the past. Let go of all the experience that have conditioned you. Let go of your clay. And the truth is, some golden Buddhas live and die on earth as clay. Buddhas that never know the brilliance that, that, that lies within themselves. And some golden Buddhas shed that clay and reveal their true nature. Life really is nothing more than your hero's journey back to the purest form of yourself back to your bliss. And I want you for a second before we, you know, we cut this off. I want you to imagine a world where every single person on this planet 
returns to their natural state, their golden Buddha. Just imagine. This would be a world without fear, without prejudice. I know, it sounds like a fairy tale, right? But this fairy tale begins with you and rediscovering the golden Buddha within you. And just like fear, that sparkling gold truth will spread outwards and affect all those around you. So it's important, we must continue to do the hard work to question ourselves and the world around us. And the time has come to awaken your golden Buddha. And in doing so, you will be laying down the yellow brick road for others to follow. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Please also, if you do enjoy this show, take a little time out and leave me a rating and or a review. And until then, we will see you very soon. Bye-bye.